0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 25a, and this is Saul Weinrub, the host of your podcast. In this upcoming chapter 25, there are many statements that are quite puzzling on the surface, and the commentators have given many varied interpretations to attempt to explain them, of course. After studying the sources, I am going to try and explain these verses most consistent with the approach that I have taken until now in this series of podcasts, Let the Prophet Speak. As we are in the middle of Ishayahu's, Isaiah's apocalyptic vision of the future, we should interpret this chapter as a continuation of the themes presented in chapter 24. These three chapters, 24, 5, and 6, are this version, at least, of his vision of what we have been calling the Apocalypse. Recall that in the previous chapter, 24, we heard about how the terrible and awesome events and destruction that befalls the nations of the world in the end of days. But through that will come the recognition of the justice of God and will lead to the recognition of God and his justice throughout the world. So although it will consist, of course, of much, much terrible suffering, the purpose is not to destroy but rather to bring people to come to recognize God and spread justice and righteousness. We can now begin chapter twenty-five with verse one. Adonai Elohai Odeshimcha, Ki He uses the God's name, Adonai. You are my God, Elohai <laughs> ato. I will praise and uplift you and give thanks to you. Why? Because you have done a wondrous thing. Ideas and advice from far away have become a trustworthy and faithful idea. This is a very odd verse at first glance. Why does the prophet extol God? Not because of some great miracle or deliverance like the splitting of the sea or the ten plagues but rather because God has done some wondrous thing. And what is this wondrous thing? Ishayahu identifies, he made, e, ki asita pela e emuna omen. He made ideas and truth come from faraway places, ideas that were the truest of the true. I do believe that it is clear, very clear, that Ishayahu is actually referring to what he had just said in the previous chapter that the recognition of God in the days of the future will come from the Iyei Hayam, the faraway places that never knew about God. They, those people, have never even been exposed to the ideas of God. They will be the ones who recognize the truth of God in the end of days and bring these ideas and raise their awareness for all of humanity. Verse 2, (laughs) Ki samto meir Gol ma Armon Zorim me'ir, lo yi What did God do to bring this about, this recognition of his justice? What wondrous thing was it? He destroyed large cities and made them heaps of rubble. He made the fortresses of strange countries into ruins never to be rebuilt. What ancient pagan people would come to belief in God because of such destruction? Why would the utter obliteration of thousands of people bring about a recognition of God and justice. Certainly, a God who can do this, bring justice through such suffering, has done a pelle etot, a wondrous and amazing feat indeed. Let's see verse 3. Al amoz, oritzim What kind of God can bring about such suffering and still bring people to love Him? The God who can make even the Am'az, the arrogant nation, finally become humble. The God who can make the Goyim Aritzim, the cruel and violent people, and bring them to fear Him. How does He make even these powerful and arrogant and violent nations come to recognize Him? Because God does not destroy because he is angry and vengeful, but rather he is a strong fortress of refuge for the poor. He is a place of respite for the poverty stricken, a shelter for all people from the rain, a shade from the heat of the baking sun. Because the evil tyrants rushed like the winds of a winter storm. Although God is the opposite, he acts as a shelter and protection for those who need him the most. That is the kind of God who can humble even the evil, bad people. And that is the kind of God that when the destruction happens, it will be clear and evident that this destruction was just. The terrible storms of the strangers. Here, strangers meaning the attacking evil armies. You subdued them like the dry parched desert gives no shelter to those that wander in it. It will subdue anyone. So God subdued the sha'on zarim, the awful, awfulness of the strange evil armies. Like the shade of the clouds covers the heat. Chorev b'tzel That's how you covered and and destroyed the evil. Zemir aritim, ya'aneh. The zemir of the evil tyrants. You have answered. The word zemir can be translated in several ways, but I'm going to choose to translate it as zemir, as in the cutting down. The أريط, As the aritim, the evil tyrants would just cut people down like a sickle in a field of grain. Zemir aritim. God answered them. Ya'aneh by protecting and being a shelter for the humble and the poor, and not allowing the evil to prevail, not allowing the evil to destroy the humble and the weak. What Isaiah just said here was quite profound. His vision of the apocalypse is one that recognizes that the wicked will get humbled, the evil will get destroyed, and the humble shall be sheltered by God. When this happens, It will be the people of the faraway places, the Iei Hayam, that will see through all of the tumult and cry out to the world, Ka-bedu Hashem, Shem Hashem Elokei Yisrael, as he said in the last chapter 24. Thank you for studying with us and listening to 25A. Looking forward to continuing our study of chapter 25 together in the next podcast.